Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, beautiful lady. How are you doing today? It's always fun to be here with you. And today I have a very I don't know. I think it's a really unusual um, episode for you. We are going to be talking with Carlin Bushman from Carlin Bushman Consulting. I met Carlin in a really cool program that I know you've all heard me speak about before, Business Made Simple. We are both um, certified guides uh, within that program or coaches. And uh, you know how you meet someone sometimes and you just have that feeling that they're your person? Do you know, you know that feeling I'm talking about, right? I felt that way with Carlin. And, and so that's why I say today's episode is not going to be just your typical, you know, episode podcasts here, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're la- actually going to be listening to a conversation between friends, between people who really have just gotten to know each other through networking and um, really respect each other. And I think you'll enjoy listening to this conversation. So Ms. Carlin. Wishman, welcome to Unstoppable Women in Business. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Susan. What a terrific lead in. Thank you so much. And I feel the same. As soon as you said that, I could feel it through my bones. And I actually had shivers on my skin. I love how we have developed this fabulous relationship together and the mutual respect we have for each other in this space as well. So it's absolutely a joy and delight to be here with you today. Thank you. This is, you guys, this is the best part of being an entrepreneur. If you aren't networking and building a network that you really can tap into and get goosebumps with and enjoy, you know, the the strategic vision talk, as well as the, hey, what'd you do last week? And how are you feeling today? Kind of talk. And you're missing the boat. You are missing the boat. So Carlin and I are going to have a chat today about the topic of your network. All right. And, and Carlin suggested this because she has a real passion for, um, I don't know, I guess I'd, I'd call it being uh, wise about how you spend your time, right? And in how you develop relationships. And networking is a big part of that. But just not going through the motions and just doing it for the sake of doing it, but doing it in a way that brings value to you. So that's what we're here to talk about today, right, Carlin? Exactly. Exactly. I'm looking forward to diving in. Excellent. Hey, before we go there, can we can we just talk really quickly about why does networking, the word networking kind of, I don't know, it's almost like sales or people hear it and they go, Ooh, oh no, I yeah, I don't like networking. I, I it gets like such a bad rap. Why do you think that is? I think because people feel and you know, um things have evolved as we know. We can network um 
through Zoom or other other platforms. So we can do it or we can do it in real life. And I think every time somebody thinks about joining a networking event or being part of a networking event, they think sales, 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 just like you alluded to. And I feel like, would you walk up to your neighbor and say, hi, nice to meet you. And then just blurt out everything about yourself in that short amount of time. Of course not. So I think to reframe and maybe, you know, maybe Susan, at some point you and I come up with another word for networking, but at some point I really like to think about it as community. It's really building that community and whether it's on social platforms or otherwise, when you talk about networking, talk about it as if you are building that relationship with your neighbor, you know, what would you say to that person? You would not feel like you have to give them your entire sales pitch right out of the gates. That is a little cringy and awkward. It is cringy and awkward. And I do think that, um, I think that sometimes people do are reticent to walk into a networking meeting because they do not want to be sold. Right. So you like the traditional, and I'll just say it here, BNI kind of feeling where you have to go in and you have to give this many referrals and you, in order to get that many referrals, or you're there for the purpose of selling. And that just does feel awkward. So community building. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, If you think about it that way, what, what would the first thing come to your mind when it comes to how do you build community? Uh, What's, how's, what's the best way for you to, to go about doing that? Well, and I've used this analogy before, Susan, First of all, be your authentic self. Don't put yourself in a position inside of a quote network or community that doesn't align um, with your business or with your goals inside of your business. Um, and then find just that one space and go narrow and deep. And here's why I'm saying this, just like in sales, just like in anything, we want to be our authentic self. And I use this analogy. Do you really feel like you could go plant a seed in your garden? You put it in your garden and you walk out the next day and you're like, where is my tomato plant? Where is it? I just planted the seed. Where's my tomato plant? What? No, no. Like you got to water it. You have to make sure you weed it. You have to make sure the birds didn't take your seed out of the ground and you're going to have to plant another one. Whatever the case is, you have to nurture those relationships inside of a network. You have to be there for those individuals. So if you're part of too many networks and Mm -hmm. it's so vast, then it's probably not serving you as well because it's more of a shallow approach, right? No disrespect, but it, it probably is. So If you find a few of those networks and or communities and you go narrow and deep, you're really building beautiful relationships that go beyond that awkward sales vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you hundred percent. So there was two things that I heard in there. And the first one was make sure that anywhere where you are making a commitment or going to visit even, um, for, from a networking standpoint or growing community standpoint, that it really aligns with who you are and and fits the way you do business. I have been to some networking groups. Like for instance, if I was to walk into BNI, I would know in a heartbeat that that doesn't align with me. I'm a relationship seller. I am, I'm someone who wants to make a relationship before I just cold call someone. Um, so I, that to me, that's what you mean by aligning. Is that what you meant? 
That is exactly, exactly what I meant. And you know yourself, you're a wise woman. Everybody listening, all our friends out there today, you're very smart individuals. You know, when you walk into any event, you're you're like, mm. there's one thing between nervous and then there's another thing. Does this suit me? Is this really where I belong? Do I feel like I can match up with this group of people? So yes. Agreed. I think if I look back on the last couple of years, and you do this at the same time, how many networking groups you might have visited? I am thinking that the number is about six or seven. For sure. For sure, six, maybe seven. Mm -hmm. Um, I currently spend time in two of them. How about you? I have to say the same. Matter of fact, I'm currently really invested in one. I have a mastermind group with um, another, what I would call a very, a pretty robust mastermind. So that's almost like another network. Mm-hmm. And I had a hit pause. I, I didn't want to, but now I'm looking at who could I add maybe later this fall. That's it. I very intentionally look at where I belong inside of those networks and where maybe it's time to add a new one and drop a, a drop one that I've been previously part of. So I treat it like that. I treat it like constantly evaluating each of those networks. Exactly. Intentional. You just brought up something for me that, that gobsmacked my head. It's almost like a network might have a life cycle to it. And this is what I meant by that. So for instance, um, I joined this one networking group, lovely ladies. It was, it was on the smaller side. I met some really quality women, but after a little bit, it just didn't feel like it was the best investment for my time or the place for me to invest my time. And so I cycled out of it when I felt that way. So that's what I was hearing from you is like, you have to look at this as, is it aligning with your business? And does it continue to align with your needs and what you're looking for in building your community? Susan, I love that. And community and looking at each of those, we're all at different places in our lives and our careers, our businesses. And it's okay. It's okay to drop into one and really give it everything you've got, whether it's a month, three months, three years, it doesn't matter. And then decide, okay, it's time for me to make a change. It's time for me to, like you said, I love the word cycle out and now look to something else that might serve you at that moment and how you can serve them and they can serve you. That's, I think that's the beauty of so many diverse and wonderful communities that exist for us. It's such a luxury to be able to have those. And with some, so many of them having virtual options, it's, really a blessing. And I I think to cycle in and out and to be aware of that instead of forcing it, don't force it. Because again, you're not going to be showing up as your authentic self and you're not going to be able to give to the community if you're trying to force something. That's the truth. That's the truth. Okay. So let's say that if we, we think about this, you know, networking thing as something that we do intentionally, we find the place that aligns with us and we decide on the appropriate number of networking groups, whatever, you know, fits your, your um, current bandwidth. When you choose that networking group, what's the best way to be able to get the most out of it? I would first look at their leadership. So as choosing a network, look at the leadership and that would be my first step in choosing one and looking for informational session or something you can attend. But when you 
go to the next step, as you just said, after that point, you decide you're going to commit to this network, really start to build those relationships in that network and be proactive. You have to be proactive. You'll get out of it what you put into it. So don't sit back and say, hey, hey, I'm new to the network. Everybody reach out to me. No, you actually have to put in the effort to connect with these individuals inside of that particular community or network. So make an effort. And I I get very structured at this point and block out time on my calendar every week to do my network reach outs and just check in. It doesn't have to be, hey, you know, here's my latest program. It's how are you? What's going on in your business or what's going on in your world or what's going on in your community? So be there, but you have to make the effort. If you don't make the effort, it's not going to work. How do you remember? Like what came to mind when you were saying that is in my CRM for my people that are in my pipeline, I always have activity ticklers. You know, this is the next step that I'm going to take. And this is when I'm going to take it. Do you actually do that with networking contacts where you'll put somebody in there and say, here's the next thing I want to, I thought you would do that. You seem like a process oriented person. I do. I keep really close tabs on everything and even some of the very interesting things. So for instance, Susan, you and I have been in a network. This is how we met was through a network. And I do, I keep notes about what our last conversation was. Maybe something you've told me about your children or you're going on, or your pets, or you're going on vacation or um, something that's, you know, exciting for you, or you're waiting to hear if you've won an award or whatever. I put all of that in my notes because you matter to me. And when we connect again, I, I want you to know you really do matter to me. And I'm going to remember those things now at my advanced age. My memory doesn't always <laughs> serve me. So it's very important for me to keep track of these things. And I, there's a lot of tools out there. You know, I, I use one in particular that is free and has been wonderful for me to keep track of stuff like that. Excellent. You guys, this is gold. This is gold because the title of this podcast episode is how valuable is your network? And when you, you know, when you first saw that title, you might've thought, oh yeah, who can I sell to? Right. That is not the value of your network. It really isn't. The value of your network is creating deep connected relationships that may never buy from you, but boy, oh boy, could they be awesome in connecting you to people that could possibly buy from you. I think that is the ultimate in a networking relationship. Don't you think so, Carlin? I do. And, and studies will show you um, even on LinkedIn as a networking platform, right? They'll, the, the studies say that it's not your first connections. It's your second connections or your third connections, even on LinkedIn. So for instance, if I see somebody that's connected to you, Susan, on LinkedIn, um, I'm going to say, Susan, would you mind making an introduction to so-and-so? Um, I see we're both connected to this individual. I would love to learn more about their business and see if there's an opportunity for me to serve that human in their space. So that that's that's an actual white paper statistic, and that's the value of your network. So you're right. It's not the first connections always. It's staying top of mind and moving to some of those second or third connections. Oh my God. I love it. I never put that kind of metaphor in place that it's like a second connection. It is exactly that point. It's 
once you create a good relationship, people trust you because they've gotten to know you, you, they know the quality person you are, then it's easy to be able to ask for that referral and that, that introduction. But if you don't put the time into building your network, you're never going to have this. It's always going to be cold calling always. And that's just a nasty place to live. I love that. Fantastic. So how do you get people to trust you? I, I know how you do it. Um, I see the way you network and even some of the things you said today, it, you really go deep. You don't, you don't stay on the surface and you do serve a lot. You do. I see that also in the networking group that we're in is that you really serve. Have you found a return on your investment of time in doing those types of things? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's in a lot of different, some ways to measure, right? So staying top of mind. And I alluded to that just a few minutes ago, it, as you continue to give inside of your network, you're staying top of mind. They're now looking at you as a resource in this space. They're thinking, oh, Corlin will know that, or at least reach out to her and ask her, or if she doesn't know that she'll have a nice network to refer to, which is very true. So if, for, if there's something that I am not able to solve or at least put into the right direction, I know who to send it to. I know mm -hmm. who I can refer to because those individuals have stayed top of mind for me as well. So there's that no like and trust. The second part of that is probably less easy to measure. And I have to tell you, the days where you feel stuck in your business or you feel you know stuck in anything for that matter, don't you feel like when you give, you become unstuck? So just like if I'm having a rough day and we all have them, I drop into one of my communities and, and offer some type of solution to maybe something they're asking about or some feedback, mm -hmm. just like volunteering. If I'm stuck in a space, the best way for me to get unstuck is to go volunteer my time. So that alone it's so juicy for my mental stimulation for me to kind of move and pivot out of maybe a funk, maybe a business dry spell, whatever it is, it mm -hmm. really naturally pulls you out. So anytime you can give to something, it does pull you out of that space. So I look at networking as the perfect opportunity to donate my time. Why oh, would I not do that? Excellent. I love that. Yes. There is a serotonin hit when you donate or give value to someone and they're so appreciative, it's something that they needed so badly. You're like, nice. I made a difference in somebody's day. So I yes. can see that would help. I can see that. Hey, there's one other thing that I was thinking of in regards to that question is, and it actually went to back to what you said before around um, being the person who, who people go to, they know you've got connections that you can refer them to others. I think even with our own clients, like the more I network, the more valuable I become to my client, because as we're working through issues, I'm like, oh, I know exactly who you can reach out to exactly who could answer that question or help you with that particular, because I can't do everything. You, nobody can do everything, but to have that little black book or that little Rolodex that is so bursting full of resources, I think it adds value to the clients that you're actually serving and will add to your lifetime value that you'll get from that client because they won't want to leave. Just I opinion. agree. And, and then you start to build your own community, right? So now you've become a community or network within your own circle of influence. 
It just happens naturally. And that's, that's one of the things I talk about when I talk about networking is if you're not ready to jump into a public network or a public community or one of these larger groups online or in real life, that's okay. That's okay. I bet I would put money on it, Susan. You have a built-in group right within your contact list. I am guessing if you just reach out and go through your contact list today, you could do 25 reach outs just within your own contact list of people who would just love to hear from you Mm -hmm. and just know what you're up to. And there's your, there's your network. There's your community. You've, you have it. It's sitting right in front of you. I, I bet if you tell me how many contacts you have in your phone right now, I'm sure we'd all be blown away, right? There's your network. You're right. You're right. So sometimes it might come down to being intentional about that, right? Yes. Right. So I was I was listening to this one woman who was a social media expert one day um, talk about her joy happy hour, where at five o'clock every day she spent 15 minutes just going out on LinkedIn or or Instagram and messaging somebody not to ask them for anything, but to just spread a little kindness and love. Hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And just again just staying top of mind, just taking that in that network that you have and putting an intentional touch to it increases the value exponentially. Brilliant. Absolutely. All right. There was one thing that you and I were chatting about last time we talked that I just wanted to bring in because I think everything we've been talking about is really good um, things that you can physically do, but I'd like to talk about networking mindset. And um, I was laughing because I was telling Carolyn that there's a, a networking conference that I was scheduled to go to. And every time I thought about going to the conference, the thought that went through my mind was, I really don't want to go. And then the next thought was, but I should, I should go. And we had such a great conversation around the word should. <laughs> Why don't you go into what you were saying to me? Cause it was very thought provoking. So Susan, when we were talking about, um, the value of time and time is non-renewable, right? So we have to be intentional about where and how we spend our time. And you started talking about this networking conference and you said you just made a decision prior to our conversation that you were not going to go to this networking conference and the whole time you thought, but I kept sticking to it because I felt like I should go. And I thought, well, that's an awful feeling. So of course, I'm guessing you felt very liberated when you finally said, I'm not going to go. I'm going to choose to use my time in a different manner and I'm not going to go. So I, I'm guessing that was liberating to you. But on the flip side of that, if we could reframe that, if I'm at that networking conference and you showed up um, with the intent of being there because you should show up and be there because you said you were going to show up and be there. And I'm on the receiving end of our conversation. You're there's a good chance. You're not present not fully present, maybe not even authentically fully present. Well, that's a disservice to me. And I didn't ask you to be there. You decided that you should be there. You don't really want to be there. And now I'm trying to get to know you but you're not feeling it. That's not fair to the recipients that are at that networking conference. So I think instead of us feeling the brunt all the time of doing something that we feel we should do because we said we'd be there, 
let's, let's reverse that and think if I really feel that way going into a networking conference or going online or going to a virtual event or whatever the case is, and I don't want to be there, that's not cool for the rest of the individuals that are there. Like that's, you're doing a disservice. So maybe don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that or change my perspective. Like, and I think this, this goes for every single networking session you walk into is setting your perspective of, I get to do this. This is so much fun. Yes. I get to do this instead yes. of, oh, I should, it, you'll show up. Like you were saying, you will show up as a totally different person. If you show up in a mindset that says, this is going to be fun. I am going to make, here's the other thing is a lot of times people go into networking around, what can I get from this? It's, going back to what you said around serving and, and really going deep in relationships. The question is, I get to do this. Who can I help today? Who can I add value to today? Mm -hmm. And then that serotonin comes gushing back at you and you Mm -hmm. walk away from that networking meeting and you're like, damn, that was fun. Like it's a totally different experience. Well, and people are going to say, I want to be around her more. I love her energy. She makes me feel good about me. Yes. You will draw those people to you and that will be a a longer relationship than a short-term fix, right? So that's Mm going to be a longer relationship. I'm not saying don't go to networking events because you're nervous. That's not what I'm saying. If you feel like you should go, then maybe reconsider. But if you are nervous to go because it involves a little bit of getting out of your comfort zone, maybe a little bit of, you know, public speaking to some degree, that's good energy. That's not such a bad thing. It's good to have that energy when you go into a networking conference because you get to be there and you're a little nervous. I'm nervous every time I go to one, but I feel like it's a good nervousness. If I'm nervous or frustrated or don't want to be there, then I think I probably should not go. Mm-hmm. That's a should thing again, right? So there's a there's a differential there of finding reasons not to go. And one would not be if you're nervous because it's out of your comfort zone. I would encourage you to try it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, ladies, listen, we could literally talk about this probably (laughs) another hour, but uh, in the sake of keeping this brief for you, please think about how you are going to use networking to create a really valuable network or community. Look at it in this way. Make sure that you're picking the right organization, that you're going deep and really serving within that organization or the the networking group, have the right perspective, align it to your business. I mean, there's just so many things that we talked about in here today that you could um, absorb and then make the right decision on how you're going to go forward and use networking to build your business. All right. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Carolyn. I really appreciate you uh, joining in on the conversation. Thank you, Susan. A pleasure. And you ladies, you want to go off and be unstoppable. Come on, go get them. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.